Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School. I am here with the one and only Matt Corsaro, hey Mike. who leads our drama department and is the chair of our performing arts department. Good ben. to be here. Uh, so, so introduce yourself to people. You teach middle school, upper school drama. You lead our, I think, are we doing 27 shows this year? That's a 28, but we're, okay. we're uh, do I do I list everything specifically? Or? Uh, sure. So in the, so... In the high school, I teach Drama 1 and Drama 2, head up the VPA department, and uh, in the middle school, I teach acting, improv, intro to theater, and intro to broadcast. And then uh, this year, well, this year we're doing four productions, but really the normal is three. And we're going back to three. I've even promised my wife, I'm going back to three. (laughs) If you count Cabaret, it's five this year. True, that's true. But the Cabaret was really, I mean, my Drama 2 students... Like the advanced group, yeah. they really took on the, yeah. the uh, what's the word, the lion's share yeah. of that event. Yeah. And so I didn't have to do too much except yeah. technically make sure everything was sound. Okay. And you also lead our improv club. Yeah, that's our improv team. Improv team. Sorry. Improv team, I should say. Yeah. Which is funny because a lot of other schools, I don't think they've gotten it going again. So <laughs> this is funny. You want to talk about time and place? The year before the pandemic... We won the NCT San Diego tournament for improv. Are you telling me we're still the defending champions? <laughs> we're a three-time I love it. Defending champion. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! Three years in a row. <laughs> what a year to win it. Undefeated. All right. So um, I, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about yourself, and then ultimately okay. we're going to get into the arts and the role that arts plays at Santa Fe, and and really why you think it's important for for students, even if they don't have professional aspirations in the arts. But yeah. Uh, but for yourself. You know, clearly drama is something that that pulled you when you were younger to the point that you became an educator specifically focused on on drama and the arts. So tell tell us a little bit about that journey. What was it about the arts that uniquely grabbed you? What's funny is that I don't think before I had ever done my first show, I don't think I ever saw myself being in theater at all. Really? Yeah. When I was in elementary school, middle school, I think the teachers had pegged me as just some class clown troublemaker like ah you just think you're funny mr funny and you pro- and you probably were well obviously at all but- the wrong at all the wrong times <laughs> at all the wrong i remember one time they gave us like uh googly eyes because we were making like these some we we're making some kind of arts and crafts and i decided to glue them to my hand so i could be like hello everybody <laughs> when's recess happening and uh i was sent outside for that one yeah but when i got into high school um, the drama teacher there, Ricky Hernandez, he, he had, he ran drama in a very unique way. It was not exclusive. It was very inclusive. And am I saying that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I always get the two mixed up. Well, not exclusive and very inclusive are two ways of expressing the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he really treated the arts like it is something that a lot of kids should have the opportunity to at least try or experience dip their you know toe yep. in the water because the, if you think about it isn't that how you grow an appreciation for something especially if people don't really know a lot about it so he made it something that seemed really like fun and approachable and relatable and really um, that was kind of the moment that I realized this is amazing hmm. and uh when we finished our first show and there's that moment where everyone is like, 
you know, your family's coming up and hugging you and saying they're proud and friends and all that. And you kind of realize that's a really cool, special moment. And I wanted to give that moment to other kids. And that was really the first step in me mm. saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I think, like, as I listen to that, some of that is you found someone who saw you and your uniqueness and didn't think it was annoying, but was like, hey, this is actually a gift that you can do this stuff, and here's how you can use that. Right. And if you think about it, like, every high schooler has different kinds of gifts and abilities. And true, as we're going through, like, childhood and, and middle school, do we know, like, the best timing on when to do do these things? No. No. Yeah. But uh, I think that also, here's what's interesting. So I forget who it was. This uh, psychologist, she did this study years and years ago where she went to a kindergarten class and she said, who wants to be a singer, a dancer, an actress, a ballerina? And every kid's hand shot up, every single one. And what she did was she tracked that class. And for the most part, most of them were still together when they got into eighth grade. And then when they were in eighth grade, she went back to that same group of kids and she asked the same question and no hands went up. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is do those things become less enticing when you get older? Like, does the idea of being Iron Man become less exciting (laughs) as you're older? No, no. I'm more excited than ever about trying to become Iron Man, just so you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next Avengers movie, we're in. Mm -hmm. If Harry Styles gets in, then why can't we get in? Um, so my point is, what was it that made those kids hand not go up? I think it's because there's this vulnerability to say, this is something I'm excited about and want to do. You're scared that someone is going to go, you, Yeah. you can't do that. Right. Once someone says that, yeah, that's you the start, worst. You start to believe it. That's the worst. Yeah. Cause no one's going to, if you pick a job where somebody, it, here's the thing. I think like in life, sometimes we forget that people can show ugly sides and instead of celebrating others' achievements, we can just try to knock others down. And when that happens, you know, it's, you can't be celebrated for things that you do that you're excited about. All of a sudden you're just more worried about almost hiding it from other people. Um, Maybe I'm going off topic. I guess the point is that I want kids as they're going through high school and going into that, uh, as they transition into young adulthood to understand like you have a lot of abilities and gifts and talents and it's time to put it to use and celebrate things you can do. It doesn't mean that all of you are going to go off and become actors one day, but it does mean that there's something in you that you need to at least take this moment in life to, you know, get, get the fullest, uh, experience with it Yeah, and do it with each other. I mean, we really, uh, encourage that it's a family atmosphere that everyone kind of sticks together, like in a family and yeah, like families fight sometimes families celebrate each other sometimes. And when you're in a family atmosphere, it makes the experience that much more memorable, I think. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about, cause the reality is, most of the kids that go through your program here are not going to be 
doing something in the arts professionally, right? Mm-hmm. That's fair to say. We do have we have some, sure, but yeah. but the typical program, the typical kid that comes to the program is probably not going to be doing that as a career. So expand a little bit on why is this good for them? Like, what are specific things that they're getting out of this by being a part of your program? Yeah, well, I mean, look, if if somebody has incredible talents and abilities, sure, there's opportunities for them. But when you talk about like the percentage of making it I mean it it kind of becomes like eventually time and place and yeah. and even a little bit of luck you know but it it really does matter because we encourage the like instinctually trusting your gut trusting your intuition having confidence especially in front of an audience mm-hmm. even though they may not go off and do auditions after high school they're all going to do interviews. And how powerful is it to be able to walk into an interview at whatever company it is that you dream of working for and be able to just wow them? Mm-hmm. Or let's say you're trying to start your own company and you're looking for people to invest in what you do and what you believe in. You need to be able to walk into a room and convince everyone in that room, wow, this person is electric. They know what they're doing. They, they, their heart is in it. You can't treat everything like it's some robotic uh, formula. Mm-hmm. You know, you think yeah. about it. Um, you people want a human to connect with them, and they want someone to really speak to them, speak from the heart. I feel like being a part of the arts, especially the performing arts, kind of helps give a student that ability. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the other thing too, because especially with doing live performances. There's always a chance something could go wrong. Yep. Always. In that same sense, when something goes wrong, I feel we really help give the tools to say, don't panic. Yeah. I can fix this. And I can look even even smoother fixing it than ever. Yeah. And that, that actually wows people too. When they know something goes wrong and they see how you handle it. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's almost more impressive than just doing it right in the first place. Yeah, because everyone's going to translate uh, those moments to down the line. Yeah. Well, how are they going hand- to handle inventory coming in late? Yeah. How are they going to handle this or that? Yeah. Well, this person obviously can think on their feet. So there's lots of skills that, that students will develop going through your program, whether it's for interviews for presentations whether i don't know their future employer asked them to like host a podcast randomly one day that type of stuff absolutely uh but beyond that you also mentioned connection Mm -hmm. um and when i think of your program specifically like the connection not just that people make with the audience but that the students make with each other is pretty unique like you you kind of have a little family up there Definitely. right now in that in that drama room and there's like a whole crew that hangs out at lunch together back there. I mean, talk about what that means for those kids. Definitely. There is a there is such a uh, a bond that these kids share together that they they really just enjoy it without even I guess realizing it on a day-to-day basis for these 4 years they share different memories and milestones together. You know, one of them gets his driver's license. Yeah. One of them gets asked to prom. One of them gets into XYZ college. It, it They celebrate these things together. And on the other side of that, there are days where 
you know, this person yeah. is having a rough day. Yeah. Somebody didn't get into that school. Mm-hmm. Someone went is going through a breakup, and and they are there for each other to, to, kind of just help comfort each other. I think that's such a impressive thing to see happen. If anything, I'm more proud of that than anything that happens with a show. Yeah. Because that is, I think, a true identifying image of what you want to see in a program. Yeah. And and the other thing too, when new students come in, whether they transfer in or whether they're freshmen, I really I tell like the seniors and juniors, I'd tell them aside, I'm like, you gotta bring them in. Yeah. Like you have to it's, it's so interesting you say that. I, I was so I was recently at a show of yours mm-hmm. uh, and I ran into a parent of a freshman who was wowed by she she was just expressing you know my daughter's a freshman and it's like there's no difference between the freshmen and the seniors like they really welcome them in they mm-hmm. don't there's no condescension there's no uh, it's it's become a home it's it, i i feel like that's what you do in your program is you create a home on campus yeah for a lot of our students who you know they find they find performing arts as the place where they feel the safest and the most themselves yeah i mean and really I think the thing that I would hope comes out of this conversation is that, yeah, the students who have experienced it and tried it out, they they know how much fun of an experience it is. But those students who aren't like, they haven't like, they metaphor, oh, sorry, I hit the mic. They're metaphorically <laughs> That's such like, a rookie move. Right. You know, I introduced you as like the creator of podcasts at the, Santa Fe. When, when we've, you're when, talking about all these skills for performing arts and you're going to hit the mic? You know, I am like, going to, I am going to play off this moment in real time to show you <laughs> how sometimes in life you're going to bump a mic. That's good. But yeah. you got to move forward it? in yeah. life. Okay. Like Even it. if your co-podcast host berates you live for it, you have to move forward. I think forward. there's multiple sets of tire tracks on your back right now. The, the bus um, that I hey, just threw you under. Speaking of uh, tracks on my back, yeah. my daughter is in this zone where like, she'll wake up in the middle of the night and she'll yeah. be like, you know what would be fun? If I just start kicking... My yeah. dad's back. Yeah. I'm just going to like go and climb into their, their room. and just... you, 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 So you and I have shared quite a bit. We are both in the phase of having uh, a daughter wake up frequently yeah. in the middle of the night. So in my mind, you're so talented. Like I, I just kind of get mad and like Oh, no, I get, I, I get mad. I feel I, like you're like doing improv or whatever to get her to calm down and go back to bed. Like, are you that's kidding? what happens in my head. Are you kidding that's, me? That's the skills that... that that young people don't know they need that Man, will pay off. There's nothing at two in the morning when you need your baby to go back to Ugh. bed. There's nothing like, who wants to watch Coco Melon? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> you're big Coco Melon. See, we're we're into I, we're into Bluey. Please in don't our house. think I'm big on Coco Melon. <laughs> do you think like, I'm the one choosing but, that? But let's be honest, the kids drive the entertainment choices. They do. At Blippi this stage is of life. a Blippi, Blippi is, is a star so in our Blippi, house. Blippi is divisive in our house. Oh really? Like my my political three, my three year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> political views. <laughs> I'm, no, not, I'm not my, big on Blippi. My three year old loves Blippi, and my six year old, for whatever reason, I think I think my six year old is at this this stage where. Uh, she feels like she should know everything that Blippi's talking about. Mm. And so it's like this, like, I already know how to pick the cherries from the cherry tree. <laughs> Come on, like, Blippi. Like, this is, really? are we really watching this? 
You know, she needs drama. By she the way. wants Blippy to get into deeper things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get that. You know, like tell me how to grow my own cherry orchard. Don't tell me how to pick a cherry. Yeah, Blippy, get so, with it, man. Yeah, honestly. But this is—I am so not answering the question. I don't even remember what the question me. is. The Matt. question was. Well, we were talking about family, the yeah. family, the family atmosphere. I was talking about. Uh, okay, here's what I wanted to say. What I hope comes out of the conversation is that students who there are students that come to our shows and support the show and watch and it's kind of like they're metaphorically looking over the yeah. fence and they're like oh that looks cool but i could never do it exactly that yeah. that always drives me crazy i have so many students that are always like yeah but i i don't i don't sing i don't i don't do any of that well like i mean that's like the singing and acting and like that's our job to help yeah. you <laughs> be yeah. better at that and i consider i am very good at making you look good. Not you specifically. I mean, to the kids. Well, that's, me too. That's what I consider my job <laughs> is like to help. I'm going to put you in a place to where yeah. you are going to shine. Well, and, and you've done that so well with like, I'm, I'm going back through some of the shows and uh, like we have this kind of tradition thing where a lot of times a bunch of the senior football players will try out for the musical. Sure. Yeah. And sometimes they end up with like, you know, some pretty significant like comedic roles or yeah. uh, like dance roles that is that become sort of like the fan faves, right? Mm-hmm. Because you figure out how to use their talents in a way that is going to is going to be awesome for them. Yeah. Or sometimes they step into theater and they totally surprise us. No one saw it coming. Yeah. You know, like you look at it was years ago, like Matt Benesek. Yeah. Remember that? Right. Had never done any show ever. Mhm. And he comes out and auditions is rushed it. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, that's I mean but I think that's some of, and so so another topic that, that that Rod has talked a lot about, and we've 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 done a podcast on, or will be doing a podcast on. I never know what order they release it in, but there's one coming if it's not already out. Okay. About entrepreneurship and this this idea that one of the things we want to do here with kids is encourage them to be self starters and to take appropriate risks and to be creative in ways that um, can create value right not just business value but like value for society like the the entrepreneurial spirit sure um i feel like kids get that a lot going through your program yeah and maybe you can talk a little bit about that like what are the ways you're sort of forcing them to develop those skills well let's talk about right off the bat when we audition sure for students there's few things in life as scary as an audition Mm -hmm. and you know even though they're just singing in front of a few of us and then there's the the dance audition process and then for some of them there's the callback that is incredibly scary because it's like i talked about earlier it's that vulnerability you're putting yourself in front of someone yeah. and risking somebody it's the original shark tank the original right yeah. Yeah. yeah we were american idol before american idol was american <laughs> idol that's right um but so that that's the first step and then there's the risk factor of like let's say you get a role that you were looking forward to now you got to deliver and now people are looking at you and counting on you to deliver one of the things i tell students as we prepare for shows is if you don't if you don't master this role that you've been given like if you don't take everything out of this role that you can you're not letting me down you're letting everyone in the show down I don't know if we should put that in the podcast. That sounds so horrible. <laughs> so basically, we put so much pressure on well, the kids. This is the thing. Like, in life, 
you got to deliver at times. You have to deliver. Yeah, but you do a good job of supporting them and encouraging them. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I I I very um, I try to lead with like a very gentle lion's roar, where it's like they know that I got their back whole yeah. way, yeah. and they know just like a lion. I am going to make sure that they are watched after and they are like cared for. But at the same time, like it, so here's the thing. One of my biggest, uh, things I try to focus on is if there's a note to give someone, obviously you give them the note, but let's say somebody is totally just dropping the ball in rehearsal and we're a couple weeks out from a show and they've done this before correctly, but for some reason they're having an off day Yeah, because people have an off day. Yeah the last thing you should do is go and berate them after rehearsal and be like, you let us down. How could you? No. If anything, you got to help them focus on what they did right. Yeah. They know what they messed up on. And the last thing they need is somebody to be like, hey, can I remind you yeah. of, all your, of all your faults? <laughs> this feeling you have of disappointment, I would like to accentuate that feeling. Hey, can we all just stop yeah. and look mm-hmm. at the... Fl- Here's the thing. Like, some of the most famous paintings in history, there are a bunch of brushstrokes that we don't see in the finished version. Hmm. Because that painter, they take a step back, they look at what needs to be fixed, and they make adjustments. Yeah. And so what we see is a finished product. What the audience sees is the finished product. They don't see, like, the rehearsal process. Sure. And if yeah. things go wrong in rehearsal, one of my favorite things to say is, that's why we rehearse, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, really, each of these kids, they are the, uh, you know, the secret ingredient to what we're doing. Because if it wasn't these students, the shows that we put on, they're, they're not the same shows yeah, at all. Yeah, they'd be different. Completely different. Yeah. Do you know the whole story about the mirror in my room? No. Okay, so it's funny because it started as a, a joke that I would do, and then it got translated into some really meaningful thing okay. which is cool so a lot of times the cast will give me like a, some kind of memento after a show and after we did newsies well let me back which up. was a fantastic show my thank you were in it ah, this guy appeared in bit. newsies Just everyone <laughs> do you remember any of your lines oh uh, no joseph there we joseph, go joseph. yeah there we go yeah uh, but i i did remember them during the show <laughs> oh man unlike someone who will not be named who also had a cameo Find let's me let's move forward. Let's move story. forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, let me back up, actually. So my theater teacher used to, uh, he used to do this joke where if somebody would walk back into the room from, like, going to the restroom, he would say something like, like he was finishing this grand story. And that's the story of how I climbed Mount Everest. Or, and that's how right. I, and then... Everyone in the room would go, oh. <laughs> so the person's like, I missed and the big yeah, story. Right. Yeah. So when I came here to Santa Fe, I was like, I want to continue that, but I'm just going to make it, and that's the secret to theater. <laughs> so if someone would come back from the restroom, and that's the secret to theater. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you missed. It's good. So anyways, they, I, we kept doing it, and it just kept this being this running joke, and then they started to realize when they would walk into the room, that is when I say, and that's the secret to theater. So if you, Mike, walk yeah. into the room, and that's the secret to theater, you. 
that's the secret. And everyone goes, oh. Honored. Yeah. So the Newsies crew, they gave me a mirror. And at the bottom of it, it says, and that's the secret to theater. Oh, and you see yourself. And so when you, you see yourself, yeah. and that's the secret. It's good. And that's a thing that I think a lot of kids can tend to forget or not think about is the fact that they are what's going to make it yeah. special and what it is. Yeah. And if we run a program where kids on that aren't currently in the program feel like, uh, I can't do that, yeah. then we have failed. Yeah. We have to make it something where they feel like it's a party and they're invited as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. We are so lucky to have you here. Thanks, man. So uh, thank you so much, Matt, for, for taking some time with us and for joining us today. And I know we could talk for, for hours. And we have. There might be some of those old podcast episodes on the internet somewhere. Have we deleted all those yet? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't even know where they exist. Anymore. I don't either, but I'm sure they're out there. So, uh, but anyway, just thank you for all you do for our kids and for, for making a home for so many of them and for teaching them so many important things. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. Uh, again, special thanks to Matt Corsaro for joining us. If this is your first time joining us, we have plenty of other episodes. You can check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, or elsewhere where podcasts are found. You can also watch our video podcasts on YouTube. And uh, we'll be back again with another episode in the near future. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.